This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to our final reflection on Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust 2019, hosted by Dave and Cheryl Bingham in Colorado Springs, July this summer. This summer? 2019. <laughs> this is Megan Marsilia. And Christopher Gonzalez. We thank you for joining us today as we review our Sunday excursion. Yes. We got How early did right we start? Now, so early. Uh, not, not early enough to join Joe for line dance worship at 8 to 8.30. Yeah, no, I was definitely asleep. Definitely asleep. Uh, however, my first class of the day was 9 o'clock. Strut through my heart and baby DNCE with me. Raymond was in the other room doing higher level technique. And even though it said strut through my heart slash baby DNCE with me, I actually opened with baby DNCE with me. And instead of starting with the dance or the song it was originally choreographed to, I started with Why Don't We Just Dance by Josh Turner. So that they could practice with something a little slower, okay. mellower. That explains Warm why you started that way. Yeah. Because uh, Dance by DNCE is very peppy. Mm-hmm. The difference is... Um, do, 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 You can hear the padding of my hand. And then uh, the other one is like... Bum, 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 baby girl. Da, 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 da. So it's, it's got a little bit more zing. And I didn't want them to jump right into that. That'd be probably mm-hmm. a little too much for cold joints and muscles and bones. So we started with Baby DNCE with me to the slower of the two songs. And then we worked our way up to the faster of the two, Dance by DNCE. And then, just kicking it into overdrive, we then went over straight through my heart. And I think we even had like a little break in between just to let people get water, and that was when we danced Put the Hurt on Me. Mm-hmm. And one of the students who, one of the learners of that dance from the previous day actually joined us. Yes. Yeah. Now, I did not stay for your lesson of Strut Through My Heart. I did not. I thought you liked me. I, I don't. I see how it, it is. It's lies. No, um, <laughs> I was preparing because I still hadn't heard whether or not I would be covering the next hour. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I went over that dance with music, with the restart, and really had it had the calls ready to describe the movements um, for the next hour. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure I was prepared for that on the off chance because I knew you were more than capable of teaching Strut Through My Heart without me being in the room. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's fine. Um, he'll understand knowing that I'm focused on the next hour of a dance I learned at one o'clock in the morning the night prior. Mm-hmm. So um, I stepped outside and was going over that while you were going through Strut Through My Heart. However, I was right outside your room in case I saw anybody majorly struggling and I needed to run back in to back wall for you. But for the most part, it looked like everybody was really enjoying it and getting it um and understanding your swivage. Mm. <laughs> and the good news is the second half of that dance is very familiar steps. It's just peppy. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see anyone struggle through my heart? No, not struggle. They strut. strut. Yeah. 
Yeah, the second half of strut through my heart is right toe strut, left toe strut, right rocking chair, step, hold, turn, hold, right jazz box the cross. I'm sure those of you who were listening along were able to do that as I said it. Right. If, if you had uh, you know, both feet underneath you. Uh, yes, the first half, though, can be tricky. Um, it's got the skate, strut, skate, strut, skate, skate, and then you swivel your left heel outward as you kind of hacky sack, an empty hacky sack uh, toward your face. You tap it with the instep of your foot, kind of a sideways hitch as your left heel sw swivels to the left, your right instep meets your face. And then comes Not back literally down. your face, but it, you can look down at it. If you're very flexible. <laughs> uh, and then as you bounce down off the ground, you come up on your left foot, on the ball of your left foot, and kick the right foot across. You bring the right foot down, rock recover, left, right, and then do the same thing on the other side. That can be a little more high impact uh, as far as ups and downs. So I gave some options of how okay. to not go 112% on those steps. For example, you can just do what I believe uh, Joanne did in one of her previous lessons, where she did sort of a, a right skate, left skate, and boogie, 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 boogie. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, your feet never really leave the ground. Which I do something similar to that when I dance it until the swivage. Hmm. I like the swivage. It's weird. And I enjoy it. But like the toe strut skates, I do more of a, a skate just emphasizing like a knee bend there instead. Hmm. Um, it doesn't bother my particular weakness which is my calf my right calf muscle mm -hmm. so um i generally adjust it that way but other than that like i do the dance pretty much how you choreographed it and it's fun but it's definitely a higher impact dance than um your basic beginner dance mm -hmm. yeah baby dnce with me we took virtually no time at all it's only 24 counts right you have step kick step touch for charleston jazz box turn with a cross uh, to get you to the next wall big step out to the right you can do a little shimmy there for a, a second count if you'd like on count two bring your feet in together for three pop your knees forward for and bring them back down for four and then touch right side touch forward touch side hitch for five six seven eight and those three touches Oh, to why don't we just dance? At the very end, they go and those three hit so nicely with those touches. Then you go back heel, back heel, rock recover, walk, walk. And that brings you back to the walk kick. So it's like a walk, walk, walk dance. I like how you snuck that in there. Yeah. That was cute and clever. Thank you. Also, one fun thing we got to do with Straight Through My Heart that I almost never get to do is song switch it. I love it to the original, personally. But I know that this crowd would appreciate at least having the option of dancing it to some country music. What did you have as an option for that? Guitars Cadillacs by oh, Dwight Yoakam. Okay. Yeah, I have a few different songs on the step sheet as possibilities. And the others were uh, Rock Around the Clock... Tutti Fruity and Tequila. Tequila. Yeah. But now I've imprinted so much on doing Joe's Cajun thing to tequila, to tequila that it's, it's hard to go back. 
And Strut Through My Heart, as I mentioned, I, I enjoy just doing it to the original so much that I don't necessarily need to do it to anything else. Right. Well, that's cool that you gave them the option. I didn't realize you did that. Yeah. So, I mean, for being an early class, I thought it went all right. Uh, we had a, a solid number by the end as people woke up and floated in. I took a selfie of that class as I did uh, with the first class that I taught in the beginner room, Party in the Back and Back in Your Heart. I think I forgot to take one for Put the Hurt on Me. You did. Yes. And I forgot to take one for all of my classes. Whoops. But it's okay. One thing that we definitely won't forget to do today is remind you all to vote for your favorite dances on Line Dancer. LineDancerWeb.com Yes, Line Dancer magazine has been around for years and years and years, and some time ago they ceased production of their paper copies of the magazine, but they keep the site alive and still offer a place for people to share their favorite dances in the form of votes and ratings and reviews. And at the end of the voting cycle in January, when the Crystal Boot Awards happen, all of those votes go toward nominations, kind of automatic nominations uh, that yield award winners in but various fields But wait, Christopher, what's the Crystal Boot Awards? Well, you see, <laughs> the Crystal Boot Awards are probably the fanciest um, few days in line dance. Uh, and the, the, I forget which, which hotel it is exactly, but it is one of the ones that's also used for, I think, Legends, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Blackpool, England hosts the Crystal Boot Awards under the leadership of Betty Drummond. And in each category of dance, absolute beginner, beginner, intermediate, advanced, there's even a wild card where anything goes, you can just send in your vote, doesn't have to be based on charts. Uh, these awards are distributed to the top dances in each field based mm. on votes. And there are some years when you, you look at the you look at the nominees and you think, what where did these dances even come from? Like who nominated these dances? I've never seen these before. Well, you know why that is, is because people don't use line dancer to its fullest capacity worldwide and this year all that is going to change because all of our dutiful listeners in line dance podcast land will take their keyboards in their hands and type their email address into the field that allows them to create an account for free on line dancer web and they will enter their 10 favorite dances. I think maybe it's in each category. It could be overall, but I think it's in each category. And every month you get to vote for this, right? Every month it is, it is your honor and duty and privilege to vote for your favorite dances on Line Dancer. And as mentioned, your votes then go directly toward which dances win the Crystal Boot Awards. There are also other categories like Top male personality, top international instructor, those are less related to the voting process that is um, available on linedancerweb.com. That's where you submit your favorite dances in vote form. So I can look up any of my favorite dances on linedancerweb.com and vote and hopefully each month vote for them over mm -hmm. and over again. Yep. And then potentially they could get nominated to win an award. Yes. 
and you could tell your friends about it and you could all decide that you like the same dances and vote for those or you could exercise your right to difference and vote for completely different dances. Awesome. Yeah. So basically, essentially, it's like the Grammys or the Oscars of the line dance world. You could say that, yes. Cool. There's a, there's a saying from back in the 60s. It might be a little harsh. It might be a little intense. The saying back then was, if you don't vote, you don't count. I still think you mm-hmm. all count at least to eight. <laughs> Maybe even to 32 or 64. Right? Anything past that, and I'm just... I'm in Megan Math land. I don't know what's going on there. It's like the 64 and a half, 64 and three quarters. Like, you will have to explain the Megan Math. That'll, that'll be in another episode, a special bonus lightning round episode. Hey, the more I travel, the more people are fluent in Meganese. Mm-hmm. So might as well as add math into there too. Mm-hmm. And if you are the quantitative type and you like to keep things in a nice ordered list, the best place to do that, I think, for dances would be over at kickit.to, and that is where you can create lists of the dances that you know and you have learned over time, or dances that you have taught. And they, they do, a, Peter, Peter specifically, Peter Blaskowski, he does a great job of organizing all of these dances alphabetically uh, on the right side of the page. And then when you click one of the dances, or drag it might even be, uh, one of those dances so that they fill in a field on the left, you can see day by day which dances you taught or you learned. And you could even submit those dances to a world instructor survey. What's the world instructor survey? Well, the world dance instructor survey is for dance instructors around the world who like surveys. And what they do is they share what they taught each month so that other instructors can see concretely what is being taught. It's so hard when you're trying to choose a dance for your class that you, th- you are just hoping is going to be a hit. You know, everyone's going to love it and they're, they're going to be so glad they came to your class. Finding that dance just by pulling a, a name out of the copper knob hat, that can be really tricky. You don't know what's gonna go over well and it takes so much time to go through each dance and watch all the videos. So by looking at the survey results, you can see not only what dance is being taught everywhere right now this month, but also you can see where it's being taught. You can say, oh wow, Northern California has had this taught eight times somewhere in that region I'm in Northern California. I haven't been teaching. I got to get on board. I should be one of the people doing this. So this way we can kind of find out who's doing which dance to know which dance to kind of look at. Now, obviously, we have our own decisions to make in the finalizing, but you get an idea of where to start, mm-hmm. and then maybe we can all be dancing similar dances together. Mm-hmm. And it only works if people submit their own information. It, it's one thing to just you know, look at the copper knob charts, let's say, and and see what's been viewed many times. But views can come from anywhere. Views can come from a a large mailing list or maybe a a strong campaign on Facebook. Or less desirable. Bots. Bots from Russia. AI. (laughs) You never know. know, Things can happen Some weird little virus. Yeah, it could be just a a quirk in the programming and suddenly a, a dance shoots way up beyond what you'd think because it's just grapevine right and left for 32 counts. You think, how did, 
how did a series of vines back and forth with no other movements get to the top? Now this is a total hypothetical, but that is what could happen in a system based entirely on clicks and views. If you want to see what other instructors have openly stated represents their choice, what they taught, what they believed their students would like, check out the World Dance Instructor Survey. Also, you know, we haven't mentioned this yet, so for those of you who have been patiently listening to us for the last several minutes, here's some new information for you. There is also a World Line Dance newsletter run by Carol Craven and Stacy Garcia. And you can check that out through email. They'll send it to you automatically each day. Uh, or you can go to a Google group where you can read it uh, and not have to sign up for anything. And in the newsletter, you'll see what other people are dancing in their socials somewhere out in yonder line dance world land. Uh, you can see what somebody has shared um, from their, their, their field of interest, whether it's technique or music or hotel booking practices, whatever it might be. I, I know that Carol just recently shared the importance of staying in a line dance event's room block so that the event yes. can survive year after year. If you book somewhere else, if you book through the hotel but not in the room block, then the event has to pay for all those empty rooms. And that's the kind of thing you just, you wouldn't hear about otherwise. Like where mm -hmm. else would you read about something that, that that's that important as keeping line dance events alive? You'd read about that in a World Line Dance newsletter. Right. So I have one other question for you yes. before we get back to our reflection. Yeah. I heard this amazing rumor that got me really excited that we are no longer the only line dance kind of podcast out there. I wonder if you might have seen one of the snazzy hats out at uh, Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust. Well, I was wearing one of the snazzy hats. Can you tell me more about it? Well, it's a, I mean, the one that I was wearing at least, I could only speak from my own experience. Mine says country soul on the front. In Mine white, does too. White letters? Did you just have white letters? Mine says, but, and soul is spelled S-O-L-E. Yes, I think mine also has the O there. The Instead of S-O-U-L, it's S-O-L-E, like the soul of a boot. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think there was even a silhouette of somebody wearing boots doing sort of a heel click. I could only see his silhouette, but I could tell that he, he was a handsome and talented individual. And if I had to guess what his name is, I'd say it was something like Byron, Byron? or BJ. Roberson? Roberson sounds like it would fit with that first name Byron. Right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think if you like a hat that much, if you, if you like the look and you like the spelling of the words that are on it, you can't just stop looking at the hat. You got to see where else can I find this online? Right. Where, can, where can I look into this? in depth and uh, you know the rumor that you heard about might have been in reference to one of the search results which is the country soul podcast all right yeah that that's where i know that uh, some very lovely beautiful talented friends of mine from san francisco like to uh, tune in and hear about partner dancing oh. country swing two step three step one step Steps yeah. I didn't even know existed. Right. But which I learned about through the Country Soul, S-O-L-E, podcast. And there's even a Facebook page named Country Soul that I think is related somehow to the hats. Okay. And it's got that heel click shape on the, on, on the page and other imagery of the country dance world. 
there are dance videos, there are new dances that have come out and which other people ought to learn. And sometimes you can even find out about festivals going on in states as exotic and distant as North Dakota. And you may decide through following Country Soul on Instagram or Facebook, you may decide to one day save up and go to one of these events that Country Soul discusses in such high and exciting language. Cool, very yes. cool. Um, you mentioned festivals. Is there a place that I can go to find out where events might be for the rest of the year? Events for the rest of the year, chronologically? Like from month to month and day to day? Yeah, stuff like that, where I can find out who's hosting what. Well, I mean, ideally, you'd have it all on a page about line dance in the world. So if you looked up something like World Line Dance, you know, you could ask the folks at the newsletter about it. I bet the, the World Line Dance newsletter people would be able to direct you to a calendar list okay. of events, each with a link to that event page. So maybe just by, I, you, you wouldn't even necessarily have to send an email. You could probably just type it right into Google, like World Line Dance newsletter Events. events. All I right. Think, I have a hunch that would that would at least send you in the right direction. Cool. Yeah. Because I know that like I want to go to more events mm -hmm. every year, and you just don't know about them all. Mm -hmm. So it, it'd be cool to find out more about them. And you know, one of the tricky things about when you go to an event is trying to figure out what do they even dance there. Like I'm coming from a country bar, and I I don't know if they're going to know any of my dances. How would I even start to prepare? to go to an event and you know, hope that what I've learned at home has, has some relation. Like if, if I could see just like a long PDF that contains information about what dances are being danced, which dances are being done the most from greatest to least, least in number, as well as how many events that dance has appeared at. I wonder if the World Line Dance Newsletter people could help us with that too. I know Stacy loves numbers. Stacy Garcia is a numbers gal. She could probably send you to some kind of database where you could find out which dances are popular at events. Maybe she could even send you like a, an early draft or a, maybe a really nicely formatted list in document form that you could print so that you could prepare for events and learn all the dances you need to know. Well... You've gone over the step sheets mm -hmm. and the different places I can find step sheets. Mm -hmm. But what if I'm not so good at reading step sheets? Is there like a way I can find someone that can like walk me through some of the popular dances? Is there like a, a like a video I can watch maybe of like a choreographer or of an instructor that might be able to step by step tutorial? I mean, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm tired, it's the end of a long day, I don't want to do step by step. I want to do a single step, just one single step. And that would be the ideal. If, if I could find a, a, just a single step tutorial, that's what I would look for. But in lieu of that, I mean, I would go for maybe one of the, the colorfully clad groups in in Plano, Texas, like Vivian 2 or Line Dance Dallas or Yvonne Vey, 
if I wanted one world-class expert instead of you know, a team of very enthusiastic dancers who, I mean, honestly, when I see them, I want to dance whatever it is they're dancing. If I wanted one person with a bright smile on her face, a charming English accent, and a full teach-through, and not just you know, going through counts and giving you basic steps, but a full casual hangout and chat with the master, sort of a tutorial, I would probably go to Vimeo where if you enter in, I believe it's vimeo.com slash on-demand slash line dance. If you go to that address, you will pull up one of my very favorite tutorialists by the name of Rachel McEnany-White. Wait, Rachel has her own tutorial Rachel channels? Rachel has her own tutorial channel. Yeah, and, and not only does she do the demos, she does the full teach and, well, I think she could easily charge you know the the price of a private lesson for each of these videos these these are in the range of three dollars five dollars for a an extended teach she could go as long as 40 minutes teaching you an, an advanced complex dance one-on-one -on -one to you in your living room just a few bucks you could even subscribe save even more money and subscribe to unlimited access unlimited access on her channel and wow. that is that is a price that you could pay at any number any amount any value and it would be worth it that would be worth at least taking a look at at vimeo.com slash on demand slash line dance cool i love rachel so i will definitely be checking out her tutorial channel because mm -hmm. that sounds like a killer deal mm -hmm. especially seeing as I can do it in my living room at my own pace so I can if I need to I can rewind it mm -hmm. so I don't necessarily have to struggle in front of everybody mm -hmm. so that's cool thanks for all the information oh, yeah, you're welcome but getting back to Sunday at Pikes Peak mm -hmm. you had just finished your lesson with baby D and CE with me and, and strut through my heart, heart. And we decided that we were going to join John Robinson in his 10 o'clock class for Dancing with a Stranger, which is actually, I, I don't even know how to describe the mood of the dance for me, but it felt just so good to dance it. I think Johnny Two-Step came up with a really good one for this. Mm. I think he hits the, the music really well, and it's, it's almost... A, the way I felt dancing it, I guess, almost sultry longing, as weird as that sounds. But um, I really enjoyed the lesson. And this was one of the first times I actually took a line dance lesson from John. And he did such a good job about not only just breaking down the steps and really going over it with people, but showing them like three different levels as he calls it vanilla strawberry and double chocolate john robinson flavor dancing so he described the vanilla as like i just learned this dance so i'm just doing the steps and he showed a demo of what that would look like for a wall or two then he upped it and was like okay i've been dancing the dance for a little while now i'm, I'm pretty confident i know the steps so i'm going to add just 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 a little bit of style and then he brought it to the next level, showing how 
when you make it your own and you express yourself by adding a look here or a snap there or how you accentuate a turn or something like that. And I thought that was really helpful having a visual uh, demonstration of how you can take a dance and make it your own through just a little bit of style without having to change the steps. One of the nice things about doing the video tutorials uh, like the one that we did or the, the one that I did for Strut Through My Heart and BBDNC with me is that you can inject the little bits, uh, depending when you record them, that you might not get to do in the full lesson. And sometimes those come to you after the fact, sometimes they are beforehand, and I think that with enough preparation, you can find seamless ways to weave them in as John did. Mm -hmm. uh, he was applying the things that he said in his pure technique classes while teaching the dance. So you didn't even know that you were learning technique. Right. People say, oh, I just want to learn the steps. I don't need to learn technique. I'm not trying to be some competition dancer. I just, I just want to know how to do the dance. And for those people, technique is not just about looking pretty you want them to learn techniques so that they dance safely yeah they can move more fluidly and and carefully by opening their body and stepping with like a three-point stance and right as opposed to like working against themselves because they're dancing with their heels or something mm -hmm. and having to work harder or like putting more strain on the hip or the arm or the back or something mm -hmm. i 100% agree. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while he does give people the option of just learning the vanilla steps, with each level, it might seem like he's telling you ways to just make it look better, but by adding in the extra technique and the opening, he's teaching you how to dance for longer in your life mm -hmm. and how to be safer and, you know, also look kind of good doing it. Right. That same hour, Jill was actually next door teaching 24 Reasons which I believe is her and Debbie's dance, hmm. which I keep telling myself I will eventually learn. Hmm. And I have yet to do it. So I apologize, ladies. Hmm. From 11 to 11.50, you had Joanne teaching Burning the Roadhouse Down. And Joe, in the beginning room, was teaching Bonaparte's Retreat. What were your uh, thoughts on that hour? Well, I don't think... I remember much about the demo for Burning the Roadhouse Down, but Bonaparte's Retreat I had seen online from Maddie's dancing of it in other places. Okay. It definitely exemplifies use of principles or application of principles that we've discussed before, like giving people accessible steps while also introducing something they've never done before. Mm -hmm. If they're just doing the same old grapevines and walks and shuffles that they've done in some other dance in another order, unless that's their first time doing all those patterns, it's probably not going to be very interesting because they've done all that before. It's just rearranged to a different song. Uh, if they're doing mostly that, but they have a little four count or eight count segment that's different and new, 
they can look past all the other stuff. The other stuff can be zones for them to breathe, in which to breathe. Okay. And with this one, she's got the if you, hook, if you like to call it that, of lifting up on the toes and doing a slow half pivot. She also has the V-step that you can do up on your heels, if you would like, and give it a little bit more character. Doesn't she have some little hop thing, too, that she did at the beginning? Oh, the, the hitch. So there's touch, 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 hitch side. And the hitch gives you a little bit of a lift with the music. It's nothing too complicated. And it's kind of like the quote, I don't remember who by, but uh, it's some artist who said, like, make everything as simple as possible, but no simpler or something like that. Okay. And with this dance, she gets to the heart of the music and hits things appropriately and doesn't overcomplicate that process. So she adds just a little bit of flavor mm -hmm. to balance out some of the transitioning. All right. Yeah. I thought Joe did a great job of teaching it because I mean, it was a very full room from what I remember. I was surprised how many people were still here on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised. Yeah. And she made it fun with the music too, like uh, things that she would say, like uh, talking about the bagpipes as a cue for the restart. She also gave the instructors a tip saying that a lot of instructors will kind of shortcut their way through cueing people through restarts and say, oh, you'll hear it in the music. Well, that, yeah, sure, that's easy for the instructor to say because the instructor has heard the music. Students are hearing that song for the first time. They don't know what to listen for. Mm -hmm. They don't know what a bridge or an instrumental bit sounds like when it's leading to a restart if they don't have a lot of experience with trying to find those points in music. Mm -hmm. If you tell them, identify these words in the lyrics and within 16 counts of him saying this, you will have a restart, then they can hear a word, they can count to 16 in the back of their mind, and then they can restart. That's very easy, very concrete, not so woo-woo, I need a degree in music theory to, to pick apart this song and find out its structure uh, level of difficulty. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of going off the topic ever so slightly, one of the things I like that we do at the events when we're teaching is before we start the lesson, we play the song. Yes. So that people get at least a little bit of exposure to the song before they they actually take the dance lesson so that you can have a little bit more of an understanding when you say, um, you know, the instrumental bit, you'll hear the change in the music, it'll slow down. That's warning you something's going to happen. And that allows for like what you were talking about with Joe to be a little bit more specific about hearing it in the music and giving a more specific cue about the music that they can hear. But if they have a little bit of exposure to it, then it'll be a little bit more familiar the second time they hear it. Some things that I've noticed various instructors will do that Jill and John definitely did over the course of the weekend was cue subtly when a restart is about to happen. Oh. Like clearing throat, like... <clears throat> uh, and then when John did that, he said, oh, wow, you guys did great. I don't think I even had to let you know there was a restart. Or Jill... During open dance, I'd yes. say, I might not, I'm not going to tell you there's a restart coming. And that was, you know, for Lonely Drum, because people sometimes miss the restart. The little tag of rock, recover, shuffle back, rock, recover, shuffle forward, start from the top. Uh, also, 
he, I know John during one of his teaches said, oh, oh, I don't hear anyone singing. That's letting people know this is the instrumental bit yep. that leads you to the restart. Yeah. So I like when, when they do stuff like that. And I've, I've certainly looked at applying that to my lessons. Mm -hmm. I, I also like that because they are doing it with humor, you have an emotional tag to that memory. Yeah. If they just say there's a restart coming. Right. That's bland. You're not going to remember that. You're not going to smile about that unless they do it in like a chiding kind of fun way. They're just going to be like, oh, remember your restart's coming. That's, yeah, what is that? That's I, I remember um, during, I think it was Dancing with a Stranger where he was, he was saying doing a, a side triple or something like that for the, the first eight count for seven and eight. And he went over it a couple of times and he said, okay, let's do that all together. And then at the very end, he goes, like, side together, turn! And he, like, yells turn at everybody. Sorry to and, our listeners. <laughs> um, and it startled people because they didn't know that that was coming, but now they always remembered that they need to do a quarter turn right there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, that works for restarts if you just wake them up a little bit. And traumatize your way to success. Yep, exactly. For lunch, we went out into the hallway and hung out uh, with some folks who were also in the hallway. And we shared snacks. Mostly Joe shared her snacks. Mostly she had so Joe many shared snacks. her snacks. She's so nurturing. Right. It was uh, Joe, Julie, uh, Jill, John, Anna was there. Uh, Raymond was there for a little bit. We were there. And they just pretty much brought whatever food snacks they had left. And we all just kind of had like a little picnic style. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way Joe phrased it was the more you eat, the less we have to transport somewhere afterward. So then people didn't feel so bad about eating each other's food. Right. And um, she was thinking more of a, a light lunch since we had a dinner planned later. Mm -hmm. So we hung out there for, what was it, like an hour? Yeah, close to it. And then, yeah, even during door prizes, we were just out in the hallway still because we didn't have raffle tickets. So right. Not, nothing for us to win. And then from 1 to 155... We both went into John's lesson, you and I, mm -hmm. um, which was definitely a little bit peppier dance. How'd you, how'd you feel about that one? I liked the message of the song. It was really nice. Talking about um, somebody liking you despite all kinds of issues that make you you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you because you are you. Something like that. Um, he finished that one early, and so he reviewed Great Spirit, which he taught on Saturday morning. Which is cool because we didn't take the class, so we got an extra lesson in there, mm -hmm. um, and that was that was interesting. I was a little bit worried about the little arm taggy business when he was going over it, but the second I heard it with music, it was so much easier to pull that off mm -hmm. the way you were supposed to. In the other room, Raymond had "Blame It on the Boogie" and uh, "Survive." Those were his beginner teaches. Jill, the following hour, did drop snap while Joanne in the beginning room did crazy little thing. From 3 o'clock to 3.45, the last teachers of the day, we had Joe teaching Anna Zemanski's Dazed and Confused. And in the beginner room, Megan taught Country Bump and Being a Woman. I was very disappointed that I was the same hour as Anna's waltz because I really wanted to learn Dazed and Confused. But at the same time, I was really glad that my beginner teaches, which were lower impact, not quite so peppy or fast, 
were the last class of the day because I figured this way they can kind of ease their way out. They get the last class, they get another teach or two, and yet they're not like overly exhausted by the time they're done with my class. So Country Bump, which is choreographed by Darren Bailey, is a cute little beginner dance. And I liked it because of the fact that I was able to go through it. And it's a very fast teach. A very fast teach. And I tried to extend that teach and extend that teach so badly uh, because I knew I needed to fill time but also not rush, um, but also not take too much time. So it was like a weird balance that I had to find being the last class of the day. Um, so I ended up doing like the first 16 counts on all four walls. And then I went and continued on with the dance so that it was a little bit more familiar when we got to the other walls. They didn't have to think quite so hard. Um, the whole dance lesson with me extending and everything took 10 minutes. So it was nice that they didn't have to think too hard on that one. Um, I did it with music. And then after I was done, I showed a few styling options for a couple of the moves in there, such as turning the vine into just a step together step, doing it as the vine or turning it into a rolling vine. I showed the option of just doing the regular rocking chair in it or doing two step half turns in the same count sequence. So this way they had a couple options knowing that I was going to play it again at the end of class to like spice it up a little bit and make it their own and feel like they really like got to take it to the next level. Um, I gave him a water break, which you played one of your water break songs. Cool was, Water by Marty Robbins. Which was nice. It was fun. Um, and I answered a couple questions for some people who were asking just basic questions about different things. And then I began my teach of being a woman, which is a brand new dance by myself. It is unreleased. However, I believe I'm going to be submitting the sheet later today, if not tomorrow, to Copper Knob and Line Dancer Web and Kick It. Um, with that said, this one was a little bit trickier because it had more of the triple or syncopated steps in it. I did have two turns and two non-turning options for a couple spots in the dance. And I went over both as I was teaching them. I always taught the non-turning option first, and then I taught the turning option after that. I choreographed it with the turns in it and gave the option of the non-turning, but I knew because of how I wanted to teach it, I wanted to feel, I wanted people to feel like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be, or I can take it up as opposed to I have to dumb it down when I was teaching the lesson. So that's why I always did the non-turning option first. Uh, went through that a couple times, uh, explained the tag. I was surprised at how quickly they got it. And then there was a few ladies who had a few questions as well, so I was able to expand on that. Uh, we danced it, I think, twice. Uh, the first time, because there is a slight restart in it, um, and a few people missed it. I was glad we were able to do it a second time. 
after the second time we danced it, uh, we went back to Country Bump, and I still finished early. <laughs> so I knew that being the last class, I didn't need to go over the dances again because, you know, they're, everybody's so fried by Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon, yeah, you're t- pretty much toast. Also, the people who were there to break up the floor were there at 3. Or was it 3.45? They were there. 3.45. They were chomping at the bit before I even started my class. 3.45, yeah. At 3.45, they were leaning on the steps of the stage with screwdriver in hand, ready to pry those boards apart. And I applaud their work ethic. They wanted uh, to be sure. I'm, uh, I imagine that you know, they, they have time constraints for how long Dave and Cheryl are, are allowed to be in the room. Right. And they wanted to be sure that nobody got in trouble for overstaying exactly. their welcome. So they were ready to tear things apart in the beginner room. And then over in the main ballroom, we did our traditional Rita's Waltz. We uh, did. Joe did a, a quick lesson where you do your forward balance, back balance, forward balance, back balance. Uh, left cross twinkle, twinkle on the right, twinkle on the left, and then either turn or do not turn uh, to your left. So you can either do one quarter or three quarters as a four, five, six to restart the dance. We all, after the first four walls, join hands in the movements uh, mm-hmm. when it was eight, when it was possible, and we would reach out to our. Uh, I mean, when we're all facing the front row, it's easy enough. But then when we turn to the sides, we release each other's hands and join hands with the person who is in the row behind us. Technically. When When we turn, they're to our sides, but But if we're going by rows and not columns, then they are the row behind us. After that, people kind of went their own way. People were doing a lot of hugging, a lot of, I'll see you at dinner. Uh, Yeah, you kind of booked it pretty quick out of there. I wanted to be sure that we were ready for our other adventure, which was heading to a local bar called Cowboys, where we had a date with Miss Barb yes. uh, Thacker, I believe, the matriarch of Colorado Springs, uh, as she has been described to us. We had an interview scheduled after her lessons, and we were able to attend uh, at least one of those lessons. Right. Yes. So we ended up, sadly, when we ordered our Uber, they were like 16, 20 minutes away, something crazy like that. And then the drive was like another 16 minutes away. Good conversation, though. So, Ed. Yes. Um, so, unfortunately, we got there much later than either of us would have liked. We wanted to be there at 5, and we got there closer to, like, 5.30. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an interesting place. Like, walking in there, I didn't know what to expect, first of all. And you start by walking down this very long hallway that kind of, like, curves around a little bit. And you have this little door that has a, a shelf on it for your person to check you in, take your money, check ID and all that kind of situation. You go around a corner and then it opens up into this big, huge room. Center of it is the dance floor. You have a bar off to the side, you have a DJ booth off to the other side, some tables surrounding it. Um, You had an upstairs with pool tables and tables and chairs like looking over a railing so you can look down onto the first floor. It was a really cool and interesting venue. Um, What was the dance that she ended up teaching again? 100% Pure Love. She taught it to a country song. Okay. And we were able to follow it easily enough um, that we did not stand during the entire lesson. But once it was played, 
we joined in, as, as we did when they played Lonely Drum, and back on Texas time with the audience interactions that we've mentioned in previous episodes. Uh, it was nice having some familiar dances being played, so we weren't just dance switching whatever they were doing to something that we knew, mm-hmm. and then both of us you know, sharing the floor for the same song. Barb also trusted us to find a song that um, we could dance to that might be interesting for her students to watch. So naturally, our go-to, in a place that has a focus on country music, um, our go-to was Broken Heart by Virginie Barjold, Catalan-style, kind of complicated line dance. Very upbeat. Yeah, we were talking about different options on that one. Mm about like what what would be the best thing to demo like do we want to go with something that's fast and showy in itself and take skill being broken heart or do we want to maybe do a beginner dance that you yourself might have choreographed to a country song and add our own style and flair into it but then it be be a be a beginner dance so that they have the option of learning it and we just kind of weighed our pros and cons of each and in the end we just decided to go with uh, Broken Heart because we knew they'd at least enjoy watching it and if nothing else it was going to be you know three three and a half minutes of that so as opposed to trying to find places to play with a beginner dance that might make it more showy or interesting for the everyday viewer. Mm -hmm. While we were there, we also were able to meet some folks who did not know about the existence of line dance events or maybe had heard about them but never attended. We were able to give them the whole lowdown on Pikes Peak line dance or bus because, of course, you had the shirt on so they could read it on the back of your shirt that that was a thing that was happening this weekend. And we took some photos, got to know everybody. I don't remember what the cover charge was to get in. I think but, it was five bucks or something like that. And I definitely wanted to, you know, again, as, as I mentioned with Copperhead Road, uh, the bar that we went to the first night, I wanted to do, do my part to support the bar and you know, keep their lights on and all. So I asked if they had any drink specials, and they actually did. They had really good drink specials. They had Guinness for three dollars. I think all their all their drinks were yeah, two fifty or three. Their, their bottled drinks were two fifty to three dollars. Yep. So I got a, a Guinness for three, and then for dessert I had an Angry Orchard apple cider, also for three. Not bad. Not mm. bad at all. Yeah. I generally actually like bottled drinks more than I like on tap. Mm-hmm. So. And at that point, we were no longer on staff at an event because. The event, sadly, had ended. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually lucky enough, like you had mentioned earlier, to sit down with Barb and get an interview with her, which should be airing. Well, actually, technically, by the time this episode airs, should have already aired. Mm -hmm. So you can go look back at that. Um, From there, we made our way to dinner. Mm -hmm. The tail end of dinner. (laughs) Now, yeah, unfortunately, we got there much, much later than either of us would have liked, but at the same time, we would not have wanted to sacrifice our experience at Cowboys as well. Mm. So we just know that next year we don't necessarily have to squeeze Cowboys in for the extended period of time that we did this time. I think that was the drive that we did with with Ed. Was that, was that the one where we went from 
Cowboys to the uh, yes to the t- Texas T Bone yeah. Steakhouse. He's an interesting guy. You know, we we let him know that uh, all of our episodes are available at LionDancePodcast.com, and maybe he's listening right now. We we hope that you're doing well in that business that we d- discussed on the mm-hmm. way there. Right. Um, it's interesting uh, finding out like the, the fact that he was an entrepreneur in mm-hmm. IT and what kind of stuff he was doing. Yep. Uh, we got to the steakhouse mm-hmm. and pretty much just in time for most people to say their goodbyes. Yep. Uh, we got to socialize for a little while, of course, took some more pictures, uh, gave lots more hugs, lots, 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 lots more hugs. Um, pretty much eight. I mean, like I had ordered the steak, which was really good. I had the salmon, which was one of the best salmons I've had in salmon dinners I've had in recent memory. Yeah. You had my salad and I had your steamed vegetables. Yes. Um, I was only able to eat half of the steak and I knew that the other part of the steak was really going to be your cup of tea and I knew you would enjoy my steamed vegetables after I ate all the carrots out of it. Mm, they were um, really good carrots. <laughs> they were really good carrots. Yeah. So I ate all the carrots and then gave you my steamed vegetables and then you gave me the salad. Um, and then I had carrot cake and vanilla ice cream for dessert. Mm, I had chocolate cake and vanilla ice cream for dessert. Yeah. And then we got to hang out and chat with Dave a while longer. Uh, we took another Uber when we all parted ways uh, back to the hotel and attempted to sleep. I really did try, but there's just so much social media to catch up on from a crazy busy weekend of dance throughout the world. I I didn't want to miss anything and all the excitement I think just kept me awake. So I stayed up until Dave arrived uh, at the wee hour of three three in the morning. We drove with fortunately not too much traffic to the airport and we did not take Frontier home. We took United Basic Economy. I was lucky enough to be able to sleep for at least an hour and a half. Mm. So I got, I got a little bit of sleep in there. I think one, uh, one cycle at least. So I was a little bit more refreshed. Um, I charged everything. Same. While All we were the at devices. the hotel. Because I knew I had already packed everything uh, before we went to Cowboys. So that was already pretty much ready to go. Minus just the last little cords and whatnot for charging. Mm-hmm. And like my toothbrush and toothpaste kind of thing. And then we had a very pleasant conversation with Dave on the way to the airport. Mm-hmm. Got to really know him and uh, his life experiences and as a person, mm-hmm. which was nice. It's nice every once in a while to take dance out of the equation and just get to know the person. Mm-hmm. As much as I love talking about dance, clearly. Mm-hmm. So... And then we made it through the security, got on the plane, made it here, yep. drove home, and then started recording our reflections. Yep. And I actually got a little bit of sleep uh, on the flight, just enough to break it up. No, no movies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we crossed the bridge, the weather turned to a sunny day, and looking out the window, We've been inside for most of it recording these reflections, but I bet everyone out there had a great time. Right? It's very pretty outside right now. In our last four minutes, I'd like to give you a little bit of bonus content. We mentioned a while back that uh, we went to Grand Sierra Resort the day before our one-day workshop 
in Reno at Little Waldorf Saloon. So I'm going to just very quickly go down the playlist because some folks are curious what gets played out in Reno, especially by DJ Jeremy at GSR, Grand Sierra Resort. We had Timber, Ghost Train was the dance that people were doing to the song American Kids, Cowboy Cha-Cha, Drifter, Two-Step Partner Dance to Folsom Prison Blues, Sweet Sensation to High Class, MIB, The Outlaw, Mr. Lonely, Something in the Water, Two-Step Partner Dance to Pass the Point of Rescue, Horseshoe, Partner Dance, Waltz, Partner Dance, well that's just freestyle partner dance, Boot Scoot and Boogie, Booze Cruise, Gun Control, Ain't Too Cool, Footloose, not slapping leather, but Footloose, Copperhead Road, Two-Step Partner Dance, Firebird, Drifter to the song Kiss This, Nothing But You, Coastin, Funk and Feel It, which they still enjoy this many years later. I love it, and I enjoy dancing it with them. Right. I was surprised I remembered it, honestly. I definitely cheated and took a little bit of a peek at the step sheet. Good Time, uh, Got Your Number, Partner Two-Step, Sugar Honey IT, Cowboy Cha-Cha, Cowboy Up, but I think... Did we do the or did they do cowboy? They did that one. Yeah, stitches, two-step partner dance, backward bump, stroken, and two-step partner dance. And it looks like that was the end of the night because I don't see anything else written here. For everything that we did at Little Waldorf Saloon, check out our other episode about Reno. This is just a little bit of a bonus snippet for those of you who are curious what our GSR night looked like. Do you have any thoughts about how this Pikes Peak event went for you in a minute or less? Um, Yeah, actually there's a lot going on in my head about Pikes Peak and how overwhelmed with emotion I was throughout the whole event because everyone was so welcoming. They were so sweet. They were so supportive. They were so funny. They were just enjoyable to be around. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but Thursday night I was dancing next to Cheryl at Copperhead Road and I told her, this is the family reunion I look forward to every year. She referenced it later and it still holds true. Like I, I'm like sad that I'm home because I want to still be dancing with everybody. They're just so much fun, so lighthearted. They're, they're kooky and just, it's amazing the connection you can make with another human being through movement and being able to work alongside Joe and Raymond and John and Jill and Joanne and Cheryl and Dave has just been an absolute treat for me and I look forward to working with them again next year. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we talked about in the car was how just about every hour there was something we could do that felt like it was of use to someone Mm -hmm. whether we were teaching a class or helping back wall a class or just kind of talking to John and you know hearing about his life and uh, giving him a chance to express his thoughts on one thing or another or maybe we were going to Target and getting food so that we could fuel up and uh, maybe share some energy with the rest of the room during dance and coming home looking at how many hours during the day we would not be doing something that might boost somebody else's day. It just made us want to go back and stay at the event that that much while longer. So the best we can do is go to the next one. Yep. Yep. Which for us will be dancing up a storm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, that'll be in Kansas City. We hope to see many of you there. For Line Dance Podcast, this has been Megan Barcelia with Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we will... 
See you on the dance floor.